Modern World History, Patterns of Interaction, Chapter 16, Section 3, The Holocaust, Setting the Stage. As part of their vision for Europe, the Nazis proposed a new racial order. They proclaimed that the Germanic peoples, or Aryans, were a master race. This was a misuse of the term Aryan. The term actually refers to the Indo-European people who began to migrate into the Indian subcontinent around 1500 B.C., The Nazis claimed that all non-Aryan peoples, particularly Jewish people, were inferior. This racist message would eventually lead to the Holocaust, the systematic mass slaughter of Jews and other groups judged inferior by the Nazis. The Holocaust begins. To gain support for his racist ideas, Hitler knowingly tapped into the hatred for Jews that had deep roots in European history. For generations, many Germans, along with other Europeans, had targeted Jews as the cause of their failures. Some Germans even blamed Jews for their country's defeat in World War I and for its economic problems after the war. In time, the Nazis made the targeting of Jews a government policy. The Nuremberg Laws, passed in 1935, deprived Jews of their right to German citizenship and forbade marriages between Jews and non-Jews. The laws passed later also limited the kinds of work that Jews could do. The Night of Broken Glass Worse was yet to come. Early in November 1938, 17-year-old Herschel Grinspan, a Jewish youth from Germany, was visiting an uncle in Paris. While Grinspan was there, he received a postcard. It said that after living in Germany for 27 years, his father had been deported to Poland. On November 7th, wishing to avenge his father's deportation, Grinspan shot a German diplomat living in Paris. When Nazi leaders heard the news, they launched a violent attack on the Jewish community. On November 9th, Nazi stormtroopers attacked Jewish homes and businesses and synagogues across Germany and murdered close to 100 Jews. An American in Leipzig wrote, quote, Jewish shop windows by the hundreds were systematically smashed. The main streets of the city were a positive litter of scattered plate glass, end quote. It is for this reason that the night of November 9th became known as Kristallnacht, or Night of Broken Glass. A 14-year-old boy describes his memory of that awful night. Quote, All the things for which my parents had worked for 18 long years were destroyed in less than 10 minutes. Piles of valuable glasses, expensive furniture, linens, in short... Everything was destroyed. The Nazis left us yelling, Don't try to leave this house. We'll soon be back again and take you to a concentration camp to be shot. End quote. Kristallnacht marked a major step up in the Nazi policy of Jewish persecution. The future for Jews in Germany looked truly grim. A flood of refugees. After Kristallnacht, some Jews realized that violence against them was bound to increase. By the end of 1939, a number of German Jews had fled to other countries. Many, however, remained in Germany. Later, Hitler conquered territories in which millions more Jews lived. At first, Hitler favored immigration as a solution to what he called the Jewish problem. Getting other countries to continue admitting Germany's Jews became an issue, however. After admitting tens of thousands of Jewish refugees, 
such, such countries as France, Britain, and the United States abruptly closed their doors to further immigration. Germany's foreign minister observed, quote, we all want to get rid of our Jews. The difficulty is that no country wishes to receive them, end quote. Isolating the Jews. When Hitler found that he could not get rid of the Jews through immigration, he put another plan into effect. He ordered Jews in all countries under his control to be moved to designated cities. In those cities, the Nazis herded the Jews into dismal, overcrowded ghettos or segregated Jewish areas. The Nazis then sealed off the ghettos with barbed wire and stone walls. They hoped that the Jews inside would starve to death or die from disease. Even under these horrible conditions, Jews hung on. Some formed resistance organizations within the ghettos. They also struggled to keep their traditions. Ghetto theaters produced plays and concerts. Teachers taught lessons in secret schools. Scholars kept records so that one day people would find out the truth. The final solution. Hitler soon grew impatient waiting for Jews to die from starvation or disease. He decided to take more direct action. His plan was called the final solution. It was actually a program of genocide, the systematic killing of an entire people. Hitler believed that his plan of conquest depended on the purity of the Aryan race. To protect racial purity, the Nazis had to eliminate other races, nationalities, or groups they viewed as inferior, as subhumans. They included Roma, Poles, Russians, homosexuals, the insane, the disabled, and the incurably ill. But the Nazis focus especially on the Jews. The killings begin. As Nazi troops swept across Eastern Europe and the Soviet Union, the killings began. Units from the SS, Hitler's elite security force, moved from town to town to hunt down Jews. The SS and their collaborators rounded up men, women, children, and even babies and took them to isolated spots. They then shot their prisoners in pits that became the prisoners' graves. Jews in communities not reached by the killing squads were rounded up and taken to concentration camps or slave labor prisons. These camps were located mainly in Germany and Poland. Hitler hoped that the horrible conditions in the camps would speed the total elimination of the Jews. The prisoners worked seven days a week as slaves for the SS or for German businesses. Guards severely beat or killed their prisoners for not working fast enough. With meals of thin soup, a scrap of bread, and potato peelings, most prisoners lost 50 pounds in the first few months. Hunger was so intense recalled one survivor, quote, that if a bit of soup spilled over, prisoners would dig their spoons into the mud and stuff the mess in their mouths, end quote. The final stage. The final solution reached the, its last stage in 1942. At that time, the Nazis built extermination camps equipped with huge gas chambers that could kill as many as 6,000 human beings in a day. When prisoners arrived at Auschwitz, the largest of the extermination camps, they paraded before a committee of SS doctors. With a wave of a hand, these doctors separated the strong, mostly men, from the weak, mostly women, young children, the elderly, and the sick. Those labeled as weak would die that day. They were told to undress for a shower and then led into a chamber with fake shower heads. After doors were closed, 
cyanide gas poured from the shower heads. All inside were killed in a matter of minutes. Later, the Nazis installed crematoriums or ovens to burn the bodies. The survivors. Some 6 million European Jews died in these death camps and in the Nazi massacres. Fewer than 4 million survived. Some escaped the horrors of the death camps with help from non-Jewish people. These rescuers, at great risk to their own lives, hid Jews in their homes or helped them escape to neutral countries. Those who survived the camps were changed forever by what they had experienced. As Elie Wiesel, nearly 15 years old when he entered Auschwitz, noted, quote, Never shall I forget the little faces of the children, whose bodies I saw turn into wreaths of smoke beneath the silent blue sky. Never shall I forget those flames which consumed my faith forever. Never shall I forget those moments which murdered my God and my soul and turned my dreams into dust. Never. End quote.